0: Our special guest today is John Lopnow. John is the founder of Lopnow Relationship Center. John has been working as a psychotherapist and life coach for over 20 years with the belief that every single person can learn, grow, and heal towards a more successful and fruitful life in all their areas of life. John is also an author of a book called Joyful Journey, which we'll get a chance to learn a little bit more about in the podcast. John is, has, has graduate training in family systems uh, and EFT, which is emotionally focused therapy. He has also studied PNI, which is psychoneural immunology. I got that one right, John. Good job. Uh, which is in the mind body connection, ED, EMDR, mm-hmm. Gottman skills, Thrive training, and Enneagram. John's area of focus are on individuals, families, Enneagrams, uh, spirituality, family therapy, success coaching, and couples therapy. John lives in California with his wife and two children, and a best-known secret about John, or best little-known secret about John, he's also an extremely intelligent investor in the crypto market. With that said, welcome, John. Thank you so
1: much, Rich. Wow, I I sound uh, that's nice to hear like I the yeah, all those are parts of my stories and and uh, it's fun to fun to kind of hear it so thanks so much for having me and looking forward to serving you and your audience
0: yeah thanks well thanks for taking time to be on the show um, John you know I know you started your business not too long ago uh, with your wife uh, there's a story behind that and yes. I think all our listeners love to hear on how entrepreneurs mm-hmm decided ultimately to go all in. What was the tipping point? What was the journey like uh, before you decided to what we call sign on the bottom line and go all in? So if you don't mind, tell us your story.
1: Sure. Um, well, okay, I guess entrepreneurship is in my blood and you you know my dad. He is an entrepreneur and uh, so I grew up around it. and uh, international business was my undergrad. Uh, and I worked for Aflac for three years. And so it was great company, met a lot of people, super interesting, um, but it didn't satisfy the significance for me. And so then I went to graduate school for marriage family therapy. While I was there, then I met my wife, Sung Shim, and an uh, international student from Korea. That's its own story. And that that's the real, like, sign the dotted line, you know, all in uh, there, which... Is the big has paid off the biggest, um, but also like the biggest investment, too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and then when I was studying uh therapy to be a therapist, uh, I was offered a job as an associate pastor at a church, a Korean American church, Young Knox Celebration Church, and I was there for 16 years as a staff, and I integrated all this stuff. So, so that, that's the backdrop. So I, I did coaching, pastoral counseling, therapy, and all the while raising kids. And then, um, you know, churches go through things and the way people are attending churches and connecting to God is changing. And uh, we had too many staff for the, the ratio. And so my all-in, in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, I, I loved being a pastor and I there were parts i didn't love. it's like any job, right? sure. so um well in 2018 they and you could see the writing on the wall. 2018 they had to lay some people off. i was one of them. it was not a complete surprise, but as a provider, as I and mean, assumption works too, that's uh it's scary to be able how are you going to provide? so i thought assumption i thought about oh maybe we could do Therapy more full time, but it's scary to go from a regular, stable paycheck, good people that I like from that place, working and building community, to all in. That's like it's it was on our mind for like one or two years on a more thoughtful way, but really the the prompt was um, you're laid off. You know
0: <laughs> they they helped you along in that process. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they helped me along, and I, they just had to make wise decisions. So. They, I don't think they did anything wrong in laying me off. It was scary. Uh, and they were, they were thoughtful and caring in that transition. But yeah, here I am, you know, here we are two young kids. How do we provide? Gratefully, we had done the work and we had a, a professional skill, mm-hmm. which was therapy. And so we started our, our private practice, um, you know, Lapnow Relationship Center, and yeah, it's, there's a lot of work to get started in a business, like details and um, how will you get clients, which is the most important one. And you want to do it thoughtfully and ethically. But so uh, it's, gratefully, Sungjim had been doing it part time before for m- many more years, but mm-hmm. she, we weren't relying on that income. That was like supplement. Mm-hmm. And so we were, now here we are, you know, basically January, 2019, all in and uh, scramble. And, and what I did was I just looked around like, how do you build a successful therapy practice? Because I can't recreate the real wheel. I don't even know it. And so-
0: I mean, interesting to think um, about businesses and, you know, let's say you're selling widgets, you know, yeah. you, you kind of know how to go after that market. Um, not everybody's a buyer widget, but I'll tell you in the, in the therapy world, everybody's a customer, right? So how did, how did you, how did you go out there and build a business? Yes.
1: Uh, talk to other therapists who have, um, successful practices. And then even the previous one or two years, I was looking online, how do you do this? And there are thoughtful, intelligent ways of doing it online so that when people Google or you know, Brave Browser, uh, you know, therapy, practice near me, or couples therapy, or trauma therapy, anxiety therapy near me, like we are ranked higher, which increases the flow of traffic. And that's what I paid money, thousands of dollars to get a decent website with good, you know, all those things. And I'm not even expert, but I know the stuff I need to do to get the traffic going, that though that was the biggest one, and then I just connected with other therapists and sources of referrals.
0: Great. Well, you know, it's it's a business. You know, your product is, is therapy services, and uh, but that's yeah. still business. So you have basic business principles. Looking back, yeah. John, you uh, know you're a smart guy. Uh, is there anything that you would do differently if you could do it all over again? Mm,
1: you know. I would have when we were in those previous years before when we were should we shouldn't we and I want to just yeah I am a therapist and some and I were aware but even when we were outside and we had to go um fear anxiety limits our prefrontal cortex and to think through all the things and it was only when like okay now I really have to do something act on it I wish I had started a website two years before even if i wasn't sure which a low cost low risk put my feet dip my toes in yeah i could have done that i could have done that
0: so that would probably be accelerated or at least that would have been done for you when 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 you were encouraged to uh, go start your own business
1: yes yes Yeah.
0: And and he said, put your toe in the water, test the market a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think I would have taken um, maybe smaller risks, calculated risks earlier to test things out, which is just a good um, practice. Actually, there's a book that I don't know if you or any of your people have heard. It's called Just Start. And at um, I forgot what the schooling is, but it's entrepreneurship. Is basically when the future is uncertain, which on some level, it's always been, but now it's really in that phase. Is you 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 can't have a grand plan; you have to have an assemblance of a plan and just start and get feedback. And it's an iterative process where you're like, okay, this, not that, a little bit more of this. So you just you just have to start. And I would have just started earlier.
0: You know, major corporations actually have departments called R and D. So. Mm-hmm. Someone's got an idea, they throw it over to R&D and they play with it for a while and test the market. Yeah. Well, when we're a solo entrepreneur, we are the R&D department. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we got to test the waters occasionally. Exactly. You've been successful. Uh, and mm-hmm. so you made some good decisions, too. So do you have mm-hmm. any key decisions that you think you made that really were uh, a catalyst for being successful?
1: Well, you know, since it is um, a private practice with my wife, uh, having those conversations, sharing our fears, our concerns, and taking risks with investing some money. It's sizable, but not so much that it's going to like break the bank Mm -hmm. um, with people who know what they're doing. And that takes like some research and some dialogue with them and vetting them. But I think that is actually uh, the biggest thing that I did. And I would say that I've learned that, I saw my dad do that. When he would build businesses, he would he would find uh, sales processes that were unique from other people doing it. And it the fruit was there. So I'm like, it, it, now it's just in my blood. I said, okay, that's what my dad did that. And that makes sense, the fruits there. So that's that is what I did. Um, and then keep talking and learning from other people i never assume i have it all together i mean because i don't but right. it's just foolishness
0: well i think you mentioned earlier you know fear stops us from learning and yet today there's so much free resource out there you know yeah, uh yeah. To, and people are willing to help and guide and shape and mold and uh, oh. but you know it's that fear of of uh, you know, taking that first step, getting that inertia, you know, it's like, oh, I'm stuck and getting unstuck. Yes. I get it, I get it. Yes. So, what you know, you're a therapist, so you're out there coaching everybody else and guiding people, yep. and uh, um, you do kind of coaching and therapy, correct? Okay,
1: so uh, technically, we have two businesses, but that's because, like, some legal, ethical, and we want to be clear and clean. So. Our LAPNOW Relationship Center is the overarching, that includes coaching, which we can coach people from all over the world, all over the United States. Our therapy practice, LAPNOW Contemplative Therapy, is focused in California. Okay. So but, so the, we do have two businesses and managing two businesses, they're, they're, there's an overlap, but there's distinct things. and But we didn't start there. We just started small and then it, it continues to grow.
0: Absolutely. I want to take a little time out here, a little commercial break for you. Uh, You wrote a book. I think you co-wrote it with your wife, if I remember correctly, right?
1: Correct. Uh, And two other friend and mentor.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, tell us about the book. It's called Joyful Mm. Journey, Listening to Emmanuel. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful integration of brain science and God's character of love and compassion and with you-ness. Um, and uh, Sung Shim and I and Anna Kang and Jim Wilder collaborated and we just noticed what actually helps people tune into their center with a compassionate God. And the beautiful thing is there's a relationship with the brain and how the brain processes difficult moments, anxious, sadness, anger, hopelessness. Those are some of the big ones. The way that it sequentially processes those emotions reflects God's character and how God sees the Israelites in Exodus 3 and other ones. But it's, I see you. I hear you. I understand how big this is for you. I'm glad to be with you in this mess and this distraughtness. And and I'm going to be with you. And here's some ideas. Here's how I'm going to be with you. So the book is 84 pages. But it has gone all over the world, and we've been invited to speak in Switzerland, Nor- Netherlands, Korea, Singapore, all over. So it's been, and I mean, Kansas City and Seattle, and you know, other places too, like normal, normal, like Normals. normal American
0: places. Right, right. And they, the book's are available on Amazon, I imagine.
1: Yep, it's on Amazon, and connected to that. So we have two businesses, and we have a nonprofit called Presence in Practice, where we equip and train people in relationship skills and spiritual practices of really just tuning into yourself and being grounded so that you can grow and expand who you are and how you want to be a blessing to others and the way I operate whether if you're a christian that's the our tradition we come from but we love and welcome people from whatever tradition they are or not tradition um, but yeah it's it's been really trans it's transformed trauma big traumas, and even just regular life difficulties.
0: Which is going to be a great segue, by the way. Thank you for teeing it up that way for me. Sure. <laughs> because the next part of this interview, I want to talk about today and today's headwinds. And business-wise, we could use words like you know labor shortage and supply chain and recessions yes. and political unrest and wars and pandemics. But there's an emotional side to this, which your book addresses all the results of all what's yes. going on. Yes. If You're a business owner. You and your wife own a business and you're it's a growing business. Um, yeah. How do you see, how do you navigate these trying mm. times? What kind of conversations are you having? Do you retreat? Are you thinking about, is there opportunity to grow? Uh, is your business expanding because so many people are in need of support, so mentally, emotionally support? Yes. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with you and how you're looking at these these uh, trials ahead of us.
1: Yes. Uh, you know what? All of those things. We, our business is good and strong because people are stressed and worried. And uh, and I'll just unfortunately we've seen the pandemic and the lockdowns and those and just increased anxiety it has activated a lot of people's um unintegrated traumas and traumas of all levels and so we've seen um people not have the resources and i just want people to know there is there are resources emotional spiritual psychological resources available i mean we provide them but there are good ones out there so i want to encourage people Please reach out and get the help. But what trauma and fear does is it locks us down inside. And so, if you need a little nudge, I'm going to reach out. It could be a close friend, a mentor, uh, a spiritual community, whatever. It's just reach out because that's that's part of what it means to be human is to be connected to a larger group. Okay. And what I see coming for up, oh uh, yeah, we we're doing well, but you know our um, the flow of clients you know maybe they get stressed out and they don't you know have money for therapy so we feel that too mm-hmm. and we want to um in order to do good quality work we have to make sure there's enough flow of clients coming so we're not worried about it and rely on the ones because really we believe like you invest you can and anytime you have the power um and so what we do is i i think it's good ethical practice to ensure more clients are coming. And it's, yeah, I feel the fear too, because I don't know what's going to come. It's really unusual times. And I remember in during the Great Depression that I've heard this, more millionaires were created than any other time. So there's this seed of hope that if you can find that ground of peace and hope, your prefrontal cortex will open up to ideas and relationships and synchronicities. So I feel the fear and I feel the hope and anticipate amazing things in the midst of turbulent times.
0: Well, if we can get rid of that cloud where we want to call it fear, uh, you're saying our brain brain could actually take a look at opportunities in chaos.
1: Yes, I think there are amazing opportunities and I, I'm saying it for someone who feels the fear too. And But I really think taking just small steps and being in a mastermind, a group of people who are thinking like this. There's, there's people who write about abundance and like rational optimism. Like there are these books out there that there's there are amazing things that are possible. And I also, trust me, I see the disasters that are upon us too.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I, I think, I'm sure many people have said it, but the idea of learning can overcome fear. You know, yes. we're fear because we're fear of the unknown, so we, if we could at least go out there and start learning through mentors, through reading, through whatever, yep. uh, the more we learn, the more the fear can be subsided. Along yes. that line, I know you're a lifelong learner. I've known you long enough to know that. Um, yep. What are you learning right now?
1: Oh, good, that's an interesting question. Um, well, one thing that's been on my mind, there's some, something called the HeartMath Institute. There, it's, it's this beautiful overlap of rigorous science, research, spirituality, brain science, and saying, here's an interesting fact. You know, there's neurons, neurons associated with the brain and, and how we make connections and how we process events and there's also neurons in our heart now there's way more in our brain but they're in our heart and the the flow of information from the heart to the brain and the brain to the heart there's three times as much information from the heart neurons to the brain than the brain to the heart so what they're saying is if you can find that ground find your center and tune into your actual physical heart there's something that shifts and changes for overcoming fear and building hope and beauty and encouragement within yourself and the people that you love and that are around you. So that's one thing that I'm, I'm kind of contemplating and learning
0: from. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. So it's actually a physiological uh, phenomenon, right? You're saying our our heart transmits back up to the brain. And as we we can get our heart right, that could help our brain right get it right
1: yeah and it's, it's not just a metaphor yeah. uh, it, there's there the metaphor ties to a physical reality of the neurons and how it sends information to the brain which if you can know like the physiological way, and the one way is just finding a way of breathing that helps you feel more peaceful and calm building upon like gratitude and appreciation deliberately if you do it two, three times a day, you can change your baseline physiologically, which opens it, you up to more possibilities.
0: Perfect. Now, you uh, um, technology has entered your field in a good way, I mm-hmm. think, personally. Yeah. Uh, you do uh, work with people in person, I would imagine, and you do telemed as well?
1: Yes, yes, yes. So, we do, I would say, 15, 20% in person, 80 plus percent on Zoom. And uh, and it's people like it for many reasons. One, they have access to people that they wouldn't out of their 30 mile zone. And also it saves time. They don't have to drive 15, 30 minutes both ways. So mm-hmm. it's been tremendously powerful and largely helpful. And there's some people who want to meet in person and we do that.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I'll just admit here, you know I have a therapist, but I actually and I can confidently say that I actually made that as a business decision. It was a personal decision to start, uh, yes. But then I said, you know what? This is just good business practice because yes. there's I'm a, I'm an owner of a company, CEO, founder. Mm-hmm. I you know people mm-hmm. are working for me, and uh, there's things that go on that I I need to you know figure out, and sometimes I need emotional support and help to figure that yes. out. So I actually told my therapist, he's a line, line I'm on my budget now. <laughs> <laughs> I built built it into my system and and, and I'm extremely grateful. It's a once a month check-in. We talk about sometimes emotional things, sometimes, uh, you know, uh, just business things just turns into maybe a coaching session. So I'm a Uh firm believer. I'm a firm believer that therapy used to have a negative connotation years and years ago, meaning maybe you're crazy and you need therapists. Today, I think we just need to communicate and we need all the help we can get from a variety of people. So uh, to me, I embrace it. I encourage it to all you listeners. Uh, If you're doubting, check in with a a therapist, maybe check in with John, which leads me to the last thing is, John, um, I guess, who are your customers? I kind of said the whole world is, but maybe who is your customer and how can they get a hold of you if they would like to know more about what you do?
1: Great. No, uh, and I love that that's a line item. And I think there's just so much wisdom there because how you operate on the inside is within it goes on the outside. Uh, our customers are, we have lot, largely, I would say the biggest amount are business owners um, because we are maybe a little more premium. Uh, we get more serve, we, service and people who wanna make that investment. Uh, I have a number of business owners and who are dealing with maybe they're like, these are more men that I have and they're dealing with their relationship stuff. So both in the work as well as in their family, so I equip them with some skills and practices as well as just hear them out. And sometimes it does turn into uh, business consulting because that's part of my background, uh, mm-hmm. just in the terms of the emotional realm. And then some, she loves and works with tons of clients who are of high caliber. And you know, it's interesting. If you look at the, the monetary amount of divorce or strained marriages, it has a huge impact on business. And we have both seen our work has helped the bottom line of these business owners. It sounds like a commercial, but this, this is just the fact. This is real because their prefrontal cortex is available and they're not stressed out or angry or depressed about the family dynamics. And they have, they're free to use their genius creativity for the business. And so that's, those are largely ours, uh, our ones that we have uh, professionals.
0: Great. So how would they get a hold of you? What's the best way? You know what? I would say
1: the best way would be uh, lapnowrelationshipcenter.com. And that's, uh, we, all of it comes through there. So whether it's coaching or therapy or couples, or um, if it's like the spiritual practices, that would be the best one. And uh, they, there's a, you can find our email there or you can just go on and there's a contact page. Uh, but yeah, that's lapnowrelationshipcenter.com reach out. And even if you want resources or ideas, I really do love to help people. And then if if being a client is a way of serving you, great. If not, I'll point you to the right resources.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, John, uh, I always say this, but I sincerely mean it on behalf of our listeners. I Just the fact that you would be generous in taking time out of your day Mm -hmm. and to share your story, share your wisdom uh, with our listeners. I just want to thank you for doing that.
1: Well, thank you so much. And I really, I think as I'm talking to you, I really believe business owners of any size, small, medium, large, they are what enable goodness to come into the world by providing jobs and products and resources because people need to need those things and they need a job that is meaningful. And so I applaud your work. And every time you take a risk, it multiplies.
0: Yeah, well, I think today, more than ever, there's a lot of stress out there. And again, a lot, most people, you know, in the, who are business owners see it as opportunity, but even as opportunity, it's stressful, and it's, it's it more, still more challenges and more risks. And then it transfers into the family, right? If we're stressed at work, and we're not dealing with it, we're going to bring it home into our marriage or our kids or, you know, parenting. Uh, so I, I just encourage everybody to uh, Figure out a way to reach out yeah. and, get, and get help from some p- folks like John and, and uh, you, some shame. Well, thanks yep. again. And you're being... one.
1: I was just going to say you're one relationship away from your life being transformed. I don't know which relationship that it could be a mentor, a friend, someone in your community, but you don't know which one. So just reach out.
0: Great. Great advice. Great advice. Well, thanks again, John. And I hope you have a great day and hope to talk soon.
1: Thank you so much. pleasure and uh, love your community. That's awesome.
0: Thank you. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show include the hashtag getitdoneentrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.